Hello! Welcome back to episode 44 of Nintendo Rama. This is an unscripted line to throw Frank off. This is not the Nintendo Direct Week. Let's get into it. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers! Oh, it looked so good! <laughs> Man! And I thought my game of the year was Wii Sports. <laughs> and here it is. Here it is. Not Wii kidding. Sports even, huh? Actually, funny you mentioned this game. <laughs> and by mention it, I mean I mentioned it. Uh, I have been playing an old school game this past few days. And it's Guitar Hero. I have noticed that. Uh, you shared pictures of that. Um, Dude, I, I went crazy. I went crazy. I went to this game I mean, store that my friend owns, and I bought all the Guitar Hero games he had, and a 360, and a guitar. I mean, on the one hand, yes, Guitar Hero is fun, because, you know, you you get scored, and it, it's gamified and everything, but, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I actually picked up a new instrument, you know, to try and practice, and that's what I've been working on, you know? I, I feel an actual instrument is a little bit more rewarding than, than Guitar Hero. I mean, yeah, that's fine, but can you play... The fire and flames. Yes. Um, uh, here we go. Oh no, I'm having mic issues. Oh god, <laughs> that was so cringy. I don't. I don't even want to continue. Um. So yeah, we we got a lot of stuff to talk about this podcast, but we're gonna try and keep it short, under 120 minutes rather, because uh. Some of these episodes have been going long, and we already are prepared for the next few to be long because of all these announcements that are going to be yes. talked about today. Um, anyway, real quick, so I picked up Guitar Hero, I picked up Pac-Man Museum Plus, haven't played it yet, but it's 14 Pac-Man games, so can you go wrong? I mean, yeah, you can, because Miss Pac-Man's not in it, but can you go wrong? Probably not, for $29. So, whatever. You know, you know it has 14 Pac-Man games in it, but it doesn't even have my favorite Pac-Man game in it. Which one? Pac-Man World. I have that on, um... Wait, do I have that? I think I own that game. What was that on? Pa PlayStation 1. Oh, I have the second one. On GameCube. Like, yes. The, yep, the original I have Pac-Man World was so good. That's the, like, one where it's open world and you play, like, Crash Bandicoot style? Yeah, kind of-ish, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It literally... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have this game. Um, I don't know about my favorite, but it is cool. Like, I like when games go outside of their normalcy and make a game that actually works, uh, i.e. Oh, that. I, I, I like that you have to add that in, a game that actually works, because, um, oh, which one was it? Pac-Man 2, the new, the new Adventures? A lot of people didn't think that one worked, even though it also went out of its normalcy. Yeah, well, you know. Um, what did you pick up this week? Uh, well, I pre-ordered Card Shark, and that's coming out two days from now. Tomorrow? Day Isn't after it? tomorrow, I believe. Oh, today's the thirty-first. I keep this whole this whole holiday messed me up. <laughs> yeah, but yes, um, but that's that's basically the only thing I picked up this week. Uh, we did start playing um, Roller Champions. Roller Champions, yes, by Ubisoft, the free game that's on every platform. Except Steam. Well, I say platform <laughs> as in PC, but uh, that's fair. Except Steam. 
Yeah, that's um, been fun. So that's what I've been playing a bit. I've been playing uh, playing a lot of multiplayer games lately, mostly. Yeah, um, me too. I, I've been trying to make my way to Fire Emblem. Three houses, one house, because I'm like, what, 30 to 40 hours in? I'm still not done because, you know, I keep training and I keep doing side quests and, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. <laughs> so you don't like the game? You're just getting through it at this point? Yeah, it's it's. It, I've reached that point. Like, I just want to get through because I don't have enough time to devote to all three houses and the DLC and whatnot. Yeah. No, I mean, I commend you. Uh, I'm just... I, I want to play it one day. I mean, I, I started playing it. I want to, like, actually get through it. But I'm just going to do, like, a Cliff Notes thing before Warriors comes out and be good. That's my plan. Although, I am hard-pressed to believe I will play Warriors an insane amount with, with Strikers on the horizon next week. Mm. But... Before we get into that news, we have uh, some viewer questions. So, all right. The first one is from at BG Mobster on Twitter, and they said, "What do you guys think is the release date for Bayonetta 3? This is a hot topic. Um, the official release date will get announced within two weeks. It will get announced during either uh, State of Play or uh, no, not State of Play. That's PlayStation." Um, yeah, uh, summer which games. is actually it's funny you mentioned that. State of Play is June second, which is Thursday. Uh, um, PlayStation it'll announced. Be announced during Summer of Games, or right. more likely, it will get announced during the Nintendo Direct because Nintendo, and we'll get into that, is not officially part of Summer of Games. I want to say. Well, it says more coming, so unconfirmed. Right. At at this point, I'm not officially part of Summer of Games, but. Uh, so, what yeah. do you think the release date is? Holiday yep. 2022. Um, month? November. I will say it's also in November, and I think it is going to be... I'm even going to go so far as pick a week. Um, Third week. No. Late November. That sounds about right. November 18th is what I'm picking. That's still the third week. Nope, not... Not for me. It's the fourth week. Um, November 18th is what I'm going to pick. And like you said, they're going to show it in this month, probably. Um, and if it's not shown, it's not coming out this year. Like, that's just what I have to say about it. There's just no way. Um, I'll be really surprised if they don't at least talk about it, though. Because they've at least mentioned it at every... E3 Nintendo Direct since they announced it, I think. And they just keep talking about it, but then they don't give her like any concrete info other than some like new gameplay. Right. Uh, so we'll see. Um Ken two five eight from the chat asked, Do we think Sonic Frontier will actually be on the Switch, as in like downloadable or physical, or if we think it'll be a cloud based game? This is a good question. Um, I think it will actually be on Switch. Um... <sighs> so do I, and I think it's gonna look terrible. It's, they're going to do what they did with every Sonic game on Switch so far, where the quote-unquote superior console versions and PC versions get 60 FPS and, you know... Damn. Uh, Damn. Damn. What? This is not an FPS question. Sonic Colors is an older game, right? I'm just using that because it was the last release. Um, and it, it looks fine on Switch. Like, it's definitely playable and, you know, compared to the Wii, it's whatever. But this game looks gorgeous and it we saw we only saw 10 seconds or so of it it is not going to look good on switch 
period. Like, okay, they're not going to make gonna it do, even look passable. What they're going to do, like, I, I, I shared a screenshot with you earlier in Discord. Uh, it has, like, some robots uh, hung together, yeah. and um, you see a lot of, like, grass, right? Yeah. None of that is going to be there. That's just going to be, like, flat texture. <laughs> You're not That's even wrong. That's just going to be flat texture, just straight up. It's going to be flat texture that those all those trees there, it's going to be one tree. Um, it's going to be like a 2D tree that rotates kind of like Nintendo 64 trees. <laughs> right. Or uh, like, like in Charlie Brown, there's going to be three branches on it. Um, <laughs> this rock here on the right, um, it's going to be one piece of like gray block. It's not going to be anything defined. And whatever this gate is or fence on the left, uh, yeah. That's gonna. Yeah. But I still, I, I, to answer Ted's question here, um, it will be actually releasing. It will not be cloud based. I actually, I agree with you. I don't think Sega would do the cloud based game. The only thing, I, well, I, I don't say, I won't say they won't do it because um, Fantasy Star is cloud based, mm. but that's an MMO, so that one makes more sense. Like this, right? I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be. I think it'll. And they are real. They they realize if they do. Physical or download, it'll sell more, even if it looks bad. And and here's the thing, you know, the the open world leans itself to that pick up and play thing, where it's like, right. oh, you pick up the game, you 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 do a puzzle and you put it down, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But we'll, I mean, we'll, get, we'll, we'll go further into depth about Sonic Frontiers in a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Um. So to answer your question before we dive later into it, Ted, we both agree, physical or digital, just not cloud based. Not cloud based. I, I think the I, I think Sega looks at stuff like Square Enix and 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 sees a franchise like Kingdom Hearts and not quote unquote selling well in as a cloud based form you know as as well as everybody would like and they're like yeah no. yeah I yeah so we got some news a lot of news there's a lot of heavy hitters this this episode um first off Nintendo tweeted out on. Um, on May 27th, you know, at 9 a.m., they're like, hey, guys, we're going to have a Mario Strikers demo for you. And you can download it right now. And you can play all the training modes for free as much as you want if you're a Switch Online member. And then we're going to give you a playtest next weekend, I am, i.e. this weekend, coming up June 3rd to June 5th. And they gave us more looks at, like, gameplay for it. And they said um, there's future DLC coming out mm-hmm. for free. Uh, which you and I both confirmed because we figured they were going to do the tennis golf route, which is not my favorite model, but it's a better model than having to pay for DLC. So, uh, you know, you take what you get kind of thing. And if they don't put Daisy in there, people are going to be really pissed. <laughs> I think one of the reasons and, you know, that I've realized about what they're doing, think about back to the uh, GameCube era, you know? Yeah. You had Mario Kart, Mario Strikers, Mario Sluggers, Mario Tennis, Mario Gold. Right. You, know? you had every. You had, you had a, a wide variety. Now they don't have to do that. You have Mario Kart and DLC, which extends to the longevity of the game. You have Mario Tennis and DLC. You have Mario Golf and DLC. It just extends the longevity of the game, so you don't have to push out as many games as they had to do like really early on. In 2017, Nintendo released a great hitting game every month, basically. Yeah. 
They did. They they, they really did. did. They know now we have to switch. We can calm it down a little bit. Just push the releases out. Push the DLC out longer for longevity, so that we don't have to in case we can't for some reason or another. I will say, in my opinion, even though they've slowed down the releases, I still think. I still think 70% of them are quality enough, even though we get DLC right. with them. Like, I played the Strikers demo, and it feels super tight, super smooth. Um, just the gameplay is fantastic. I played it in docked and handheld, and it just feels crazy good. I'm like, wow, this is like, you know, what I used to play back in the day. And so they did a good job there. And, you know, to have extra DLC, I... Not mad about it. Um, they also even said with this demo, which is odd because they don't usually do this, is you can play with random players or with friends. So that's Ooh, cool nice. because, you know, I sometimes I want to play a demo with people and it's like, no, just randoms. And I'm like, Nintendo, get it together. Just listen. Just, just work on your online. Honestly, I want them to work on their online more than I want to switch to. Right, and that's something that we'll probably see. Um... They will probably have that online playtest, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it might be a little bit rough at first. But the thing is, you know, you have those online playdates, and that's June 3rd, June 4th, June 5th. And if I'm not mistaken, this game comes out on the 10th? Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of time they can do for server optimization, if need be. That's like five days. <laughs> Yeah, and well, so I, my... I think that I think the state that will get the demo will be the state that it will release in. Yeah, or close to it. I agree. I think, <clears throat> I think, um, it's not that I'm saying like the servers themselves are bad because, like, if you're talking about Monster Hunter and mm -hmm. well, Arce Arceus uses the new ones, but I'll say Monster Hunter because it's more easy to, to compare. Like, those servers are fantastic. I think I can count on my hand how many times I've disconnected from a hunt. Um, yeah, no, the monster also servers on and and like there's no lag from what I've played, and it's super consistent. So if they use these ser those servers in this game, which I really hope they are, and I, I'm sure we'll be able to confirm that once like Digital Foundry and some of these people who like you know do the stuff mm -hmm. that I could care less about doing right now, um, and go in depth in it and data mine, um. If they're using no servers, I'm super excited for it. I, I, I hate how it's like hit and miss with Nintendo with the servers. Like <clears throat> It's not that I it's hit or miss, it's just that they were rolling them out and all of the games that were already announced weren't using them, which I think they should have, but like they said future games were, so like I think this goes under future games because Right, but but it's but think far about enough it, right? out. Think about it. Um so Mario Kart those servers usually run well. Usually. Not always, but usually I don't have many issues with it. Yeah, disconnection maybe, but like once you're in a match, it's, yeah, for me it's at fun. least, it's great. But then it, then you play something like Mario Maker 2 online or Mario Party even, and it's like, oh, I can't play this, man. Well, that's the thing between peer-to-peer -peer versus their servers. They should, the only game that they should have peer-to-peer -peer for is Smash because it's a fighting game, and they don't have rollback, so that doesn't work with peer-to-peer. Mm -hmm. -peer. If they had rollback, it would be fine. Um, they don't. But yeah, right. I, I agree. They should use their servers for every other game. They should not let you just work based on peer-to-peer -peer for every other game, like mm -hmm. like Mario Kart and 
golf and tennis. It's just that's not what it should be doing. Look, Mario Golf worked perfectly fine in my opinion, and I played the Mario Tennis Online um, uh, test, and that worked fine enough. I even managed to win a couple of tournaments. So it it yeah, it, like I said, it's hit or miss with them sometimes. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm just saying, like, they need to work on that. They need to just... I think they just need an overhaul, not even just of their servers, because mm -hmm. if they keep going with the new servers, they don't have to worry about it. I think they need an overhaul of online as a company and, like, working to improve that, because Xbox yes, and PlayStation um, are years ahead. Right, and I I think... Uh, I've, been, I've been reading on Twitter, and... <clears throat> People are co talking about that new book by uh, Reggie Fizame. Yeah, um, I have it. I think at one point he does mention the frustration that Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe had with Nintendo of Japan and adapting online play. Yeah, I think I saw that quote. I haven't read it yet. Um, Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I saw the quote. But um, yeah, I, if he's saying it, you know. Obviously, it's a real frustration, so, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's not something, when he says it, it makes you feel like this is purely an executive decision at Nintendo Japan, and that they have, like, maybe a little bit of a narrow world vision. Yeah, but at least you feel validated, considering right, because... that Nintendo of America, former president, said it. Like, it's not just some Joe Schmo on Twitter babbling. Right. So It's not me, it's it's Reggie fils who said it. <laughs> yeah, so, at least... Real recognizes real, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that, that, that must be frustrating for people like him to know where the problem lies, but you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and you just receive the pushback. I mean, they've gotten better, obviously, from the Wii and the 3DS and the DS. Right. It's getting better. I, it's just, it's so slow. It's I, I just insane. think, I just honestly think, on the one hand, I want to say Nintendo still thinks that Nintendo systems are a family system, you know, uh, it's what you play with your people, with your family on the couch, you know, you, you, right. your mom, your dad, son, daughter, brother, sister, that's what, that's who you play with. That is the entire point of the Switch, remember that whole aspect of share the joy that they try to yeah. uh, market, but they only marketed at the beginning and then never again. Well, every commercial they have, you still see a family setting or right, someone, so or you're sharing it with someone, even if it's like a friend. So they know that that is, well, they think that that is what still the biggest aspect is of Nintendo consoles. But then at the same time, they release games like Splatoon, which basically are online only games. And I'm like, so you know that people don't just want to play with each other on the couch. You know that they want to play online. So what are we doing here? Well, it's also hard because Japan's infrastructure compared to the US and other countries is years ahead in terms of internet connectivity and speed. And everyone's also closer together. So, you know, like, you could walk around in Japan and have internet pretty much everywhere, which is insane. You can't do that in the U.S. all the time. Um, so, it could be that, too. Like, they, like you said, the narrow mind view. I, I, I refer to it as the old guard view um, speaking of, of it all. Uh, and speaking of internet, what are we going to see tomorrow on the internet? Oh, my God. I'm so happy we finally got this news. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer dropping tomorrow... June 1st, 9 a.m. Eastern. I am really happy about this. Um, they didn't really mention much on this tweet other than, you know, tune in for the latest on the, on these games. So I hope it's 
a long trailer. Like, I hope it's not like a minute long. I'll be really so upset. Better be like five minutes long. Um, I kind of want to see more of the world. I like seeing the Pokemon, but I kind of like those to be a surprise. I want to see the world, man. And right. everyone's always like, oh, I want to see the starters. Like, I well, actually don't like, well, like the, the evolutions. I actually don't like when they show us the evolutions. Um, I, like I liked how they did that with Arceus, where they didn't even tell us, and the only way you found that is if they, you found the data mine. Right. I, I actually find it funny how people are always complaining that, about the starters, that, you know, you have the starter that looks the coolest, but then has the worst final form. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's I a mean, meme at this point. It, 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 yeah, so it's like, I don't even care about that. Like, I want to see other aspects. I want to see what the if, new gimmick is. I want to see that, that kind of stuff. I want to see gameplay. I want to see, like, is this going to be... Um, classic Pokemon. Is this going to be Pokemon Sun and Moon? I believe it had a different, little bit of a different structure with the. Uh, I don't think it had gyms. It had something else, but I haven't played it. The Island uh, Trials. The Island Trials. Is it going to be like Sword and Shield, where you have like part uh, classic and part like open world, or is it going to be like Pokemon Arceus? Because at this point, it could be anything. I think it's not going to be like Sun and Moon because that was. Like in my opinion, a one one game gimmick thing, and it worked because of the location they used. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be like Sword and Shield, where you have your eight gems, you find random encounters in the grass, but you also have overworld Pokemon, which they introduced in Let's mm-hmm. Go. And I think they're gonna keep Legends as a separate Not game series. That. Not that you mentioned that though. You said uh, Sun and Moon; it was a one-off thing. That has been happening a lot recently with Pokemon, hasn't it? Like, well, they always do game, their game their game gimmick. Different since. Well, they always like, do their game gimmick, though. Like, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, since Sun and Moon, everything's played different. But like, mm-hmm. let's go as is could be a series if they ever want to pursue it, which they may have done because it's it's like a remake, but it's also a spinoff. So it's like I don't know, Arceus. I still think they should keep the Legends as its own series and make different regions because it just is so easy to to use that as like the reference. Like, okay, we're gonna go back in time and uh, right. go to Hoenn next and see Groudon and Kyogre and Rayquaza and all those, or go to Johto and you know see Lugia and Ho-Oh. Like, I you know that, that would be easy. That was also something I was really surprised when they announced Pokemon Arceus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it goes back in time and everything, so it's a completely different setting. You know, it's the uh, even though it's a modern region, but in the past they, they did not go with Kanto. Like they could have gone with Kanto because you know everybody loves Gen One, but they didn't. Well, yeah, I think I think it's because they subbed out Ilka to do Diamond and Pearl, so they wanted to do something for Diamond and Pearl's remake and. Since they made those games super true to the originals, they were like, maybe we'll just give them something new. And Arceus is considered like the god Pokemon, so maybe they wanted to start there instead of Encanto. Um, there's a lot of reasons it could have been. But yeah, I think they should keep Let's Go separate, Legend separate, use all three as a model because they appeal to different aspects of the community, and you'll never lose, in my opinion. Here, here is what my guess is going to be. Remember the DLC for Sword and Shield? Which one? Uh, both, basically. Um, but I want to specifically say the first one. I can't remember. Crown... No, that wasn't Crown Tundra. It was the other one. Uh, the heck was it called? I want to say Isle of Thunder, but that's from WoW, so I'm not... It, it was sure. Isle of something. 
Oh, uh, okay. What about it? Anyway, uh, that was like one big open uh, area. Yeah, both of them were. And I could see them just do that, honestly. I mean... Dial of Armor, that was it. It could be... They could do that. I wouldn't be mad at that. I, um... But I do think because... the mainline numbered games, and then, like, for generations to start a new gen, I think should always be the classic feel, in my opinion. And, you know, you could still gate content up, even if it is an open world, because... Yeah, Sword and uh, Shield know, did that. The... Right. And that's what they usually do, you know? It's like, uh, you know, oh, Road 1, you know, this is level 5 to 10 Pokemon, and then Road 2, it's like level 10 to 20 Pokemon, etc. Yeah. And they can still do that, you know? You can still, like, block areas up, like, hey, um, in order to cross this bridge on the open world, here's uh, here's an encounter with a level 20, 30 Pokemon that you can't beat yet, because, you know, you, you, might, you might as well want to flee before moving on from this point. Right. I, I'm with you. I think it's hard because Sword and Shield sold really well. I think it might be the. I mean, just because of how long it's been out, it's. The, I think it's their best-selling Pokemon game. And then Arceus sold really well. Mm -hmm. Let's Go sold really well. But this is also based on the Switch install base, so it's kind of like skewed a little. Um, same with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl; they sold well, and there's a lot of people who didn't really like them. So. It's like, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is up in the air. I don't think they're going to do Let's Go, though. I just don't. No. I think they're going to keep Let's Go as its own thing, and it would be silly for them not to do Johto next for that. It would just, I'd be really surprised. Right. Anyway, tune into that. Um, we also have, I mentioned this really quick. Um, we, we spoke that Kirby 64 got um, released uh, last week or two weeks ago. And there was there's a game breaking breaking bug for it that has now been patched as a version two point three point one. So now that game breaking bug is not there. I actually don't remember what the bug did though. I think it was like a progression thing. Um oh yeah, preventing like players from progressing under a certain condition. And yeah. that's not great. Kirby was it was like something with Kirby being stunned underwater. <laughs> this is so weird. And I noticed this myself. When I started playing um, uh, Super Mario Brothers on the original NES, right on yeah. uh, on the uh, Nintendo Online app, right. and I noticed that I, I was I was playing Mario, and I was shooting a fireball, and it bounced off a bottomless pit, and it kept doing that, and I'm like, something is wrong here. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't think it did this in the original release. And the more I played the original Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo Switch Online, the more oddities I came across, which is odd because you would expect the ROM file to be the same. So there's something about this emulator that just can't, any emulator that they've used so far, that can't quite get it right. And I don't know why. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good point. NES and SNES to a less degree, but 64 has always been notoriously hard to emulate, and the fact that Nintendo themselves can't do it is crazy to me. Or rather, not that they can't do it, can't do it well. Um, uh, I mean, I this mean... is the best attempt based on me playing other versions in emulation. Um, this is obviously the best attempt because it's from them, but even so, there's still issues with it. It's like, how is that right. possible? But... Whatever. I don't. I don't think Wii U emulation had this much, this many errors. Why did they not pull from that emulator? Or because maybe they didn't. It's just not compatible. 
Because Nintendo don't, man. Because they don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I, I I need to stop. I've been I've been I've been too negative on Nintendo today. <laughs> You've been too negative a lot with Nintendo. Um, that new PC went to your head. I know, right? Jeff Keighley shared a hype message about um upcoming Games Fest for June 9th. and this ties into another uh, post where they. He or rather, Summer Games Fest has total like shared all of their, you know, like publisher list. Um, there's like more than thirty developers, publishers. Xbox and PlayStation are there. This is what Dave was talking about, where um, Nintendo's not Nintendo. mentioned yet, but it's still still coming. Um, Netflix is there. I'm actually excited to see more of their games and how that's gonna work. Um, Net- Netflix is gonna announce that they're bringing back Stranger Things to Dead by Daylight. That'd be great. Um, I, I would love it. <laughs> Bandai Namco, Capcom, EA, Epic Games, mm-hmm. uh, MiHoYo, mm-hmm. maybe we'll get the Genshin Impact on Switch, but doubt it. Um, Warner oh, Brothers, Brothers, still hoping well, we get um, some stuff from them. Yep. Um, <sighs> Humble Games, always fun. Um, what did they make? Devolver Digital is the best one, always. Their directs are out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlas is the wild card for me because i have seen and it was mentioned in our discord a lot of rumors about this persona on switch thing so i don't know man could be could be the year i doubt it but it's exciting nonetheless um yeah so a lot a lot of different publishers and developers uh nintendo's not there but you never know i mean nintendo's uh, well, Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation are all big enough to do their own thing if they really want to. They don't need right. Games Fest. So. And I'm not surprised Nintendo isn't doing anything yet with them. Um, there was that whole Twitter thing today where like June 1st was the cutoff for games to be in the Direct, so people think the Direct is in the next two weeks, which is like the easiest call in the world, in my opinion. So like it's not really leaking. I just think that's just educated guessing. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, be honest, you know, they... They, I, I always wonder how that worked with a direct because it's always the same announcer going to the game. So I wonder if like, um, if the studio sent their trailers to Nintendo and then Nintendo edits them. Yeah, that's a good point. They have to edit them a little bit. Like, just have to, especially especially the sizzle reel. Like, um, I I don't know. It's a good point. But like, you and I both said this on the podcast. When as soon as the Pokemon presents happens. This, the direct will follow, and mm-hmm. I, I will hundred percent guarantee the direct is in two weeks time max from the day of presents. It's just easy. That's just what happens every time. I, I honestly think it's going to be upcoming week. So not, not this week, but um, the week that starts at the sixth on Monday, Monday the sixth. Also, not a bad call because Mario Strikers is that week. That's a, that's not bad to call because they could just say, oh yeah, by the way, this game's coming out. Um, and then they could be like, "Hey, Mario is coming out," um, and then they're like, "Fire the lawyers." The, the first DLC is dropping two weeks from now or something. This is what they would do. Mario Strikers is coming out. The DLC is two weeks away. You can also pre-order Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, and by the way, here's the next eight courses for Mario Kart. Just tie that all in in one shot, mm-hmm. and then say, "Oh, and now here's our friends at Capcom with another look at Monster Hunter." It's like. These are all easy, man. There's those three games this month are gonna run that thing, um, and then they have Xenoblade and uh, in in July. 
which might even get its own direct, but I doubt it. But it's going to be mentioned for sure. So we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Like, this time of year is always fun. You see a lot of cool announcements. Right. And like I said, PS PlayStation has their state of play, which I'm not sure. I, I guess it's got to be related to this, but it's um, June 2nd, which is this week. So I don't know if it's related to this. I'd be surprised if they do something so close. But uh, June 2nd and Pokemon tomorrow. So that's already a cool week. Pokemon Unite had its update. A lot of patch notes. They added a limited time game mode as well called Catch and Battles, which runs to June 26th. Um, I'm not going to read through all the patch notes, but they nerfed and buffed pretty much every Pokemon. And EXP share got its effect strengthened. And there was some... There's bug fixes as usual. I'm waiting for them to, you know, make the Nintendo Switch UI a little more stable because it freezes a lot. But, like, once you're in-game, it's great, so... Just work right. on it a little bit, please. You make enough money, I know you do. Um, Star Wars yes. Knights of the Old Republic also announced, and Switch file size revealed. Go ahead. Yeah, I I, 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 I purchased Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on Switch, and I haven't even had a chance to play it yet. <laughs> right, like I told you, I bought the limited run version, and I'm, I was considering buying this because they have a special bundle pack now. Um... For twenty nine ninety nine, which probably is discounted if you own one of them. Right. Actually, an interesting fact. So uh, the estimate here is that uh, uh, sixteen gigabytes in yeah. in storage, which makes sense. That sounds about right. It's a big game, and they polished up the graphics a little bit. I believe it's also now in uh, bigger resolution stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Um, it's it's. And also releasing that bundle for twenty nine ninety nine, right? It's nice. A lot of lot of Star Wars love on the Switch. Like I think they have a they have a good chunk of like Star Wars history on this console now. I I would like to see them bring back some of the older games. Like hey, um, bring back like uh, Elite Forces, I believe it's called. What was that one on the sixty four? Oh, Rogue Squadron. Is that what it's called? Did I make that up? Um, no, it was Shadows of the Empire. Might be the one you're thinking of. Well, regardless, they have a wide range, and I think these two were easy like catches. Like they should have been there earlier, in my opinion. But yeah, these two games are a must-play, in my opinion, if you like Star Wars. Um, they're fantastic RPGs as well in terms of the genre. Oh, uh, Star Wars Dark Forces. That's what I would like them to release. Yeah, because that one. um, they the shadows the of the ones. empire and well, they and... release the other ones like um, I believe Jedi Outcast is a yeah. sequel to the sequel of Dark Forces. So you have like the third game in the series, but not the first two. What? I don't know, man. I remember Shadows of the Empire because it had the clone trooper on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rogue Squadron had the X wing, and then the pod racing had the pod racer from the first first movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have my chronology correct here. So you have Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, and then Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Dude, Outcast. the naming during that time period was terrible. Yes, Like, it was so terrible. bad. Um, so, yeah. So Look out bring, for that. Bring those games, and yes, uh, 
I, I need to, I, I seriously need, oh, you know what I wanted to bring back? Super Star Wars from the Super Nintendo. Super Star Wars. I feel like I played that one. That game was awesome. <laughs> there was one on, there was one on the PS1, Rebel Assault 2 that I had when I was super mm-hmm. young. And that game was hard. Like, one of the first levels, you're, like, navigating the Millennium Falcon through all this stuff, but if you get hit by, like, anything, you blow up, and it's like, how do you expect someone to play this game? <laughs> so. Oh, and while, while we're talking about difficult game based on uh, LucasArts franchise, let's let's bring back Indiana Jones' Greatest Adventure on SNES, too. That one was they, difficult. Maybe they will, now that we're getting Indiana Jones 5. Maybe they will. So. Sonic Frontiers. What a game, huh? So here's the thing. I've been watching this trailer like a million times. I'm sure you I'm, have. I'm obsessed with this game already. <laughs> there are some things that I like, some things I don't like, some things I find odd, and some things I find interesting. <laughs> Jeez. That's a lot so, of breakdown. What I like so far, what I see here is basically exactly what I was hoping for, question mark. Because um, what I was hoping for in, in Sonic Frontiers was like an expanded version of the Legend of Zelda Zone from Sonic Lost World. I don't know if you ever played that one. Uh, yes. So what that zone did, it had some open world exploration. Right. Right. But then it also had like some caves you could explore. And those caves were mo- usually then the... Um, high-speed moments where you would, like, go to loop-de-loops and upside-downs and everything, you know? Right, 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 right. And I I see that here as well. I see Sonic explore the open world, but then I also see, like, the faster-paced action parts, you know? So yeah. exactly like I wanted it. Um, the world looks nice. It does. Um, you have the, you know, those giant robots that are walking around that uh, I almost want to say... Um, um, they look like something from uh, Horizon. Zero Dawn? Yep. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. I think I think that my worry with the game, my only worry, is that he is too start staunchly different from the environment where it stick he sticks out too much and it's like obvious. Right. Like and like and then, the enemies do the same thing because the world looks super crisp and realistic. Like you could picture like, yourself there, but like the enemies and him look like they just belong in a regular, you know, three D Sonic game. So kind of like the Sonic movies. Yeah, yeah, I guess exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to bring that up anyway because I'm looking at this trailer and at around the I want to say 15 second mark. There's this cluster of robots that just looks like the egg pods from the Sonic movie. Yeah. They might be a little bit more spherical and less egg-shaped than the movie, but that's that's probably where that inspiration came from. Like that that's yeah. made up from the movie, isn't it? That's an easy pull, I think. I don't I don't disagree. They have the little so eye and all that and the little markings. And that's 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 something I see more of in this game. Like they have that color scheme going on from the movie that that, that bright white with the red. Mm-hmm. I I think it's I I will say I like the title a lot. Like I think it's a great title. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the environment looks good. I almost wish Xenoblade looked this good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like 
Could you imagine if Xenoblade had the power of like a PS5? That's what I look like. That's what I feel like when I watch this trailer. Um, the one thing, the one thing, and you and I see you looking at it right now on your stream. Yeah. Is in that 15 second moment when those uh, robots show up that I mentioned earlier. Right. You see the speed rails, the grind rails, just hanging in the sky, not attached to anything, they're just hanging there, and that kind of clashes with everything else. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> odd, isn't it? Because everything else just looks so coherent, and then you just have grind rails in the sky. And I know it's a Sonic thing to have grind rails in the sky, but it makes sense if it's like a linear level, you know, or like, oh, I jump on a grind rail, and then I jump off, and I don't look back at it. I, you know, it doesn't have to make sense. But here, it's just odd. It's just there. And this thing, when he's on the uh, gerbil wheel, for lack of a better term, I guess yeah. it's like him discovering a part of the map. At least that's how I understood um, it. Because like, he's like, you see like this pulse go out, and you have this little... Looks like a uh, like question mark. I kind of thought mark, yeah. like he was like seeing more of the map, which is kind of cool. Um, and like this combat here, when he's fighting this monster that looks like I don't know, I don't even know what I would compare this to. Something like Astral Chain, which I saw some people comparing it to. Um, that combat looks cool, for real. Like going around yeah. them, hitting them up in the air, slicing and stuff. The same thing with the ball enemy. Um, it looks nice. It looks way better than I thought it was going to look. I won't even lie. Like, I was really worried. So I'm I was, cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I, I agree. I was worried about this, but I guess my worries were unfounded because this looks like they actually cared, you know, unlike yeah. Sonic Forces, where it was like, let's just slap something together, sell it for 30 bucks, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's coming to a lot of systems. Again, I'm... I'm not buying this for the Switch. I'm going to tell you that now. I'm buying it for next-gen or PC, depending on which one I go for. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm still excited. Like, gameplay first, for sure. And it was cool that they showed gameplay. Like, I think that was a smart move. And they say this is a teaser, so I don't doubt we'll see more of this in two weeks at um, Summer Games Fest. I, yeah, I think you're right. This is to get us hype um, for that upcoming trailer because i'm like 99 sure we'll get a release date and everything for this this um wait this says enjoy the small preview of sonic forces tune into ign june all june long and uh sonic frontiers is the first ign cover story for that exclusive mm -hmm. world gameplay reveals to the first ever hands-on impressions interviews with the creators and everything kicks off tomorrow so i don't know if they're going to start it tomorrow but it's their first game so um this, That's cool. This sounds like Sonic Frontiers might be coming out sooner than we expect. I think if it's not a holiday game, it's before April. That's my guess. But I, it, it, I would highly possible as as to say, say it's like a holiday or before. I would almost say when I'm looking at this, August or September. I think August is too soon. I don't know. It's hard. We have to see what... It's hard because we don't know what else is coming out for the rest of the year yet. And November is already getting packed, so it's probably not November. I'm That's trying to why think. I said oh, September, September or August sound good, in my opinion, for this. The only game I know for sure that's coming out in October is Call of Duty. So, And obviously this is way different. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I'd be hyped if it was coming out this year. Not that I, I we want need this to come out this year. Not that we need more games, but I I, I need I need this. <sighs> this guy. 
Okay. Um, Another thing I would want to bring up here with Sonic. Yeah. Um, the uh, file sizes have been revealed for... Well, not revealed. Have quote-unquote leaked for um, Sonic Origins. Right. The other one. That, oh, right. that's another one yeah. coming out this month. Like, jeez. And I'm surprised that Sonic Origins file size is bigger than Sonic um, Mania. Because Sonic Mania had a lot of content, and that was less than a gigabyte. It was less than half a gigabyte. It was like 400 megabytes. And Sonic Origins clocks in at or clocks in comes in at 3.6 gigs. Must be all that art. Must be all that art. And then, but that is for the regular edition. And then I've heard that the uh, the marks that the other one are bigger even by a couple. Yeah, because they said there's like megabytes. DLC and cosmetics and stuff like that. But um, and what are, is, what are they remastering this game? Like, this oh, is I, I guess like are they remasters or ports? Is my question, or both? Uh, uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column A. Like all of these games, um, especially one and two, will have all the changes that were applied to Sonic One and Sonic Two on mobile phones on Android, which so, are. Um, there's more content. Uh, for example, uh, Sonic 2 has a completely new zone in the oh. Hidden Palace zone. Uh, okay. And so stuff like battle, that. New music. Um, Sonic 1 will have Tails and Knuckles playable, and in order to accommodate that, new areas have been created that they can explore. That's cool. But they still look the same. They will still look the same, yes. Okay. So they're like... But they're like, you know, HD widescreen now. Yeah, fair enough. I get so it. Will all, all look a little bit crisp. I'm just trying to think of what what would make it such a big file size, and that doesn't really seem, in my opinion, to do it unless they really. Um. So what I think haven't revealed everything. What I think might be a big part of it. They mentioned that there are new cutscenes. Oh, if there's cutscenes, then that's why. New cutscenes for all games. Yeah, that'll do it. And a lot Sonic of music one, and a lot Sonic of sound. CD, you know, Sonic 1 and Sonic CD didn't have cutscenes between the levels, and Sonic yeah. 2 didn't either. They started that with Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. So that's three games worth of added cutscenes that they can add in. And I don't know if this is going to be a cutscene, like, is it going to be in engine like Sonic 3 & Knuckles? Or this is, like, full-on cutscene animated. And there's, so there's five games, right? Yeah, five games. Yes. Okay. And I also hope they add the Blue Sphere mini game that you could unlock. Are you picking this up day one? I'm considering it, yeah. And I, I might even I might even do the digital deluxe edition because it comes with the bonus heart missions and Sonic ain't hard. Sonic is easy. I mean There's only Sonic... there's only um digital, unfortunately. Yeah. But whatever. Sonic some Sonic is easy and some Sonic is okay. Challenging. I guess with Sonic, it depends on if you grew up with it or not. Yeah. Because I grew up with Sonic 1, I grew up with Sonic 3, and Knuckles, you know. I did not really grow up with Sonic CD or Sonic 2. Right. Sonic 2 has some areas that I feel are harder than 1 and Sonic 3, but it is because I haven't played it as much as Sonic 1 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. The same goes for Sonic CD. I have like no nostalgia for that game, and every time I play it, I'm like, oh my god, why do I keep dying so much? I get it. And they, that um... does not happen. See, that does not happen in Sonic 3 or Knuckles, because 
I have to level layout memorized. I could tell you exactly, oh, at this point, this enemy pops out of the grass, so make sure you're rolling. I mean, it's definitely cool to have this collection. Um, I forget, and I don't remember, I don't think they resolved it. Like, there was all those, that issues, there's like five versions of the game, which is annoying. Um, you know, like digital deluxe, digital right. this, digital that. I mean, I don't even know if it's listed on the eShop still. I think it was like not, and I'm like, I was concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. This is a Sonic game I'd buy on Switch because it's not like it's like graphically intensive. Um, right. <laughs> it's it's Sonic, you know, the old Sonics. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't remember what the, the digital thing, deluxe comes with though. The one thing that I find disappointing about all these collections is, is there's too many I of them. Getting well, not just that. But um, I look back sometimes at our collections, especially in the 360 era, and you get like, you know, you get like Sonic, whatever collection, the Sonic uh, Sega Genesis collection, you know, and it, 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 it comes with artwork, it comes with books, it comes with interviews, it comes with yeah. this and that and such and so, and that's a $15 pickup, you know, because it's basically only ports. And right. I know these aren't ports, technically, these are remasters, but it's like, Oh, it's Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. And it has additional content. But this one is $40 to $50 to pick up. And Yeah, with the, the digital stuff. Happened... And they added in modes that you have to pay for. Right. And then the same thing happened when I look at something like um, Namco Museum. You know? Um, I, I love Namco Museum. I loved the first one on PlayStation 1. I played countless hours of Namco Museum. And then... They had the one on play, uh, no, an Xbox 360, which, yeah. in my opinion, is the best. It's, I believe, it's called Nemco Museum Virtual Arcade. Uh, maybe sounds familiar. I want to say that is the best Nemco Museum release because um, it came with so many games. Um, let's see here. I have the games list open. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 games on an Xbox 360 disc, right? Yeah. And there was a big variety. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, here's five versions of Pac-Man. Actually, this one does have five versions of Pac-Man, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it no, has I get some it. Games like, it. It has like a big variety of games. It has like Sky Kid. It has Rolling Thunder, Bosconian, Dig Dug, uh, Dragon Buster, Galaga. Um, one of my favorites, uh, Metro Cross. Here's my problem with this. And then, but then here's the thing: then Namco Museum comes to Switch, and it's like, oh, here's six games, and this is a full a full release. And I'm like, why though? That's why I like the Capcom Arcade Collection. There's like 30 games in it for about thirty-five dollars. I'd like that, mm-hmm. and you have the arcade machines that you can go through and sit with. My problem is, there's no reason not to buy the digital deluxe. Because it's only five more dollars than the regular Sonic Origin. And you get all of these other things that I think should have been included with the regular version. Like, who the heck wants character animation in the main menu? Like, why would you not just include that? Or camera controls over the main menu islands. Like, that is some weird stuff. And they locked it behind pre-order bonuses for other versions. I I I just think that's stupid. Especially right. since the digital deluxe is only five dollars more, like, did it really? Did they really need to charge us five dollars for that? Like, it's, it's yeah, just it's, odd. Yeah. It, it, hmm. Like, I'm so gonna buy that? the digital deluxe if I buy it 
because there's if you look i don't know um if you look at what's here there's no reason not to because it's five dollars more and you get all this other stuff but it's like why do i even have to spend that five dollars <laughs> right like it, none of this is game breaking stuff except maybe hard missions which is weird that you don't get hard missions in the regular game but um the rest is like silly stuff like animations and music tracks right I understand locking music tracks behind DLC because they do a lot of games do that and that's fine, but like hard missions. So what? When it comes, when it, uh, I, I, that, okay, hard missions. What? Remember, remember this: the hard difficulty for Breath of the Wild is also DLC. Also <laughs> stupid. DLC. Also stupid. Yes, it is I, also stupid. But um, uh, the additional music, I can't imagine. So it says additional music tracks from Mega Drive slash Genesis titles. And I still think that what uh, Sega has done here with this collection, because music apparently was a big issue with the re-releases, which is why it wasn't releasing, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, especially Sonic 3 and Knuckles, you know. Yeah. Uh, music licensing, because surprisingly, Sega usually doesn't own the rights to their own music. Good. Love that. Which is weird, but okay. Um, but here's the thing. What I think they did is they used the prototype music for Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Maybe, you know, arrange it a little bit, make it sound a little bit better, yada yada. And then the additional music tracks from the Mega Drive slash Genesis titles are the originals that did release with the game back then. Yeah, I'm sure they are. It's just, it's just weird. Spending five more dollars for all this stuff. Um... We have gone for a bit on Sonic, so our last I article... Could go on. I could ahead. go on on Sonic forever, you know that. I know, that's why I left it for last. Um, <laughs> besides this, Metroidvania Soldier is getting, getting a launch trailer and physical release details as well. Um, the physical release, like the cover, looks really nice. You get a nice collector's box, you get some artwork, you get an art book. Limited to 3,000 copies, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Um, this game comes out June 2nd. Pre-orders open tomorrow, June 1st. And it oh, looks like a really nice Metroidvania. And I want it. You, you know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me of um, PlayStation 1 RPG slash Atlas games. Like, this reminds me of something like Prinny, art style-wise. Like, um, uh, this Gaia, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Although this screenshot here in the desert has a metal slug feel to it, in my opinion. That's what, yeah, like I said, it's like that PlayStation 1, like Neo Geo art style ish. Not mad say. at it. Neither am I. And it looks great. Um, and Yeah, and it says it's 16 bit, which is obvious. You have gripping melee combat, Actually, connected um... world, smart moves, no, I... and like there's a puzzle. I don't know. Interesting, I, I, I don't want to discount the um, people who made this game, but this looks more like 32-bit to me than 16. Some frames, sure. I guess it's... This looks... This, this does not look like something that would run on a Super Nintendo. This looks like something that would run on a PlayStation 1. Eh. I think it's... Uh, I'd have to watch like the trailer here, but I... For twenty dollars, I think uh, I want it. Yeah, it's not bad. And there's three different classes, which is like, well, I think there's three. You Trinity, you got like an archer, sword dude, and a mage. At least what it looks like. Um, 
So check that out. That's also one of our releases for this week, so I figured I'd share it first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Con Grift of the Year Edition, the developer um, and publisher Mighty Yell was actually nice enough to give Dave and I a review code to check this game out. So hopefully maybe next week we can talk about it a bit on the show. It, I really like the art style on this one. It's so colorful. Yeah, I figured you'd like the art style. Um, listen, our... listen. I, I don't play games for the graphics, you know that. But this, this is something I would be like, I look at this and I'll be like, oh, I love the art style. I'm picking it up just because of that. I get it. Um, our friend Super Nintendo recommended um, uh, we reach out, and we did. Uh, basically, you hustle your way across the 90s as a runaway teen con artist, so... We shall see how that goes. I like the 90s references. You can just see even in the screenshots. Right. Um, I like parts... the little... Uh... What? Oh, I like the little like uh, pack you have to store your stuff in. I don't... Oh, the, the colors pack? on it. Yeah, it has like the little, you know, the swirlies and the, the jagged lines on it. And it's blue and purple. And it just screams 90s. This is, this, this is what everybody used to wear in the 90s. Something that had these patterns on it and these colors. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, Card Shark, which we mentioned, released June second. Uh, you can still pre-order it for sixteen ninety-nine USD as opposed to nineteen ninety-nine. I do want this game, but I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I don't know enough going to get it at launch, but it looks good. Dave pre-ordered it, I, so he can let us know I, how I, it is. I like how they. I like how they are advertise this. It's it's Card Shark. It's a game about playing cards. It's a game about cheating and playing cards. And they reference it as not a card game, despite the fact that, you know, it's... You're playing cards. Yes. But they're, they're right, you know, you you still want to win. Um, I don't even know what card game they are playing. Like, is this Hearts? Is this uh, Rummy? You know, what is this? What are playing? That, I, we'll I figure it out. Chance, I haven't had the chance to play the demo yet, unfortunately. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, next up is Silt. And I shared this because it's a black and white game, and I actually kind of have fondness to them because they're few and far between nowadays uh and you you know you're exploring the ocean and trying to like survive out there on your own so that looked cool um that does look cool tokyo the tower of perpetuity releasing um excuse you it's tokyo (laughs) not tokyo (laughs) tokyo tokyo the tower of perpetuity um it's an auto-generated dungeon that takes place in Tokoyo. <laughs> uh, and the game server... The, the Tower of Perpetuity is automatically regenerated by the game server every 24 hours in real-world time, allowing for players to around the world to take on the same dungeon each day and only for one day, which is actually a really cool concept. Um, there's also social features where you can see gravestones of players who met their end uh which is similar to like dark souls and um i didn't know about the dungeon thing but honestly i'm a lot more interested now right uh it looks interesting um this looks I like com- i always hate comparing art styles because then you feel then you feel like you're telling the developer hey this is derivative but this yeah. reminds me of cave story yeah right i'm just trying to figure out what it was but cave story is not a bad not, well, at least the character models isn't a bad comparison. I, I would almost say a, like a, a combination between K story, K story, and Fez, maybe with the blocky, you know, uh, second yeah. the 
Cave Story and Fez, a combination of that. Yeah, so fight your way through a constantly challenging tower to solidify your eternal legacy. So check that out, $11.99 USD on sale. And the Wonder Boy Collection, which we spoke about last time, has, I think, I think we counted it was like some god-awful amount, like 14 or 20 of these games from the 80s and 90s. Um, lots of games to unpack here, but the series is great, so I recommended it. And it's only $29.99 for all the games you're getting. And a lot of these, if you try and buy them now, good luck in terms of, in terms of pricing. So I think <laughs> this is the way to go, in my opinion. Um, and you know, you get the cool, like, thing they do with those collections where you can ch probably change the, uh, borders because of the aspect ratio and, uh, play through the games. And that yeah. is it for releases it, that I saw. This would be a collection that I would like, you know, because the Wonder Boy games, surprising as it sounds, mostly play different from each other. Like I said, the first one kind of looks and plays like Adventure Island. The second one kind of looks and plays like an expansion on that formula. And, you know, they kept expanding the formula until it's just no longer recognizable from the original formula. Yeah, they Except that's still a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Right. I, I think that's valid. I I, I do want to grab it. Um, there was a physical, which is probably sold out by now, but it's, it's cool that we have, like, a lot of this gaming history on the Switch, as I've said before. Uh, I didn't see any other ones. If you guys wanted something that I missed, add us on Twitter and say, Frank, you're silly, you forgot this game. <laughs> and I'll make note of it. I'm going, I'm browsing to my Twitter one more time to see if Nintendo or anybody else has done something sneaky and posted an update. Oh, um, last week for the, um, icons for Mario Kart 8 for Nintendo Switch Online members, so we'll see what game they're going to give us this month. Um, could be a few things, in my opinion, based on what they're doing. Could be Fire Emblem, could be Strikers, could be Xenoblade. We shall see. But I figured I'd mention that. Um, I do not see any... <clears throat> nothing? Not nothing? Nothing no. fun? Made in Abyss got a release date in September, it looks like. That's true. Um, I see a lot of Mario, uh, Mario Strikers stuff. But, you know, uh, they're probably hyping that up because it's coming pretty soon. It's, it's, and that, that's Nintendo, you can play that's the Nintendo's demo deal. so people know it's good now. Right. That's Nintendo's deal, you know, um, because they will market just right. a lot of one game and then it releases and the marketing basically drops off. They will do like an accolades video and that's it. Then they then they move on to the next game. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time you hear about Strikers from Nintendo themselves is when you get DLC. That's it. Right. Uh, Minecraft getting free Ice Age DLC. Forgot to mention that. That's cool. Like the movie Ice Age? Yes, like the movie. Huh. I guess that's cool. Question mark? I don't know. Maybe it's cool, maybe it's not. Um... What else? I thought I saw something. Maybe wrong. Either way. I, I thought have. I saw something, but I may be wrong. Those are really only the options, right? You saw something or you didn't. Whatever. <laughs> Anything else to add before we close out here, sir? No, that would be all.
Alright, everyone, that's it for this week's episode of Nintendo Rama. I hope that by next week, this time, we'll be able to tell you the Nintendo Direct has been announced. And if not, we can at least complain about Pokemon. See you guys next week. Have a great week.